Welcome to the Dr. Judd Podcast. This is Dr. Judd. Even before the coronavirus pandemic, there was a growing epidemic of burnout and anxiety among doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. It's only going to get worse with the new demands on our healthcare system, but there is hope based on new research that healthcare professionals and everyday people can put into practice today. I'm Dr. Judd Brewer, addiction psychiatrist and neuroscientist specializing in anxiety and habit change. Let's dive right in. Have you ever seen a doctor in a movie or on television taking a break from the emergency room to go to the bathroom? I haven't. While TV isn't reality, there is some truth to this. When my classmates and I took our Hippocratic Oath in medical school to first do no harm, and we put on our white coats for the first time, we were also silently shouldering what I can only see now as this responsibility to put others first. This makes a lot of sense, not just for doctors or healthcare providers, but for all of us. In the face of danger, parents will literally sacrifice themselves for their children. And historically, martyrs have been praised and respected rather than reviled. Yet in modern day, martyrdom has taken on a different meaning. In the era of social media where good deeds go viral, our very human reaction after the, wow, that person's amazing, is to then compare ourselves to that person. As I mentioned in an earlier video, this can lead to guilt that we're not doing enough or shame that we're not good enough. And that can plant a poisonous seed that grows unseen because we don't look inside ourselves or take the time to self-reflect. That seed can grow inside us where we start feeling like we could be doing more. And since helping others feels good, modern martyrdom can even get grooved and reinforced in a similar manner to other habits. It feels bad not to help, and it feels good to help. Remember, all we need is a trigger, a behavior, and a reward to set up a habit. See someone in need, that's the trigger. Help out, that's the behavior. And feel good, that's the reward. In medical school, that was the unspoken rule. Sacrifice yourself to help others. This was summed up by a phrase I learned from a surgeon. I'll give you the PG version here. See a donut, eat a donut. Sleep when you can, and don't mess with the pancreas. This basically means that we shouldn't take time to eat or sleep if we're called to duty. If you're curious about the last part of the phrase, the pancreas is notoriously hard to do surgery on because it's full of digestive enzymes. Basically, if you look at it funny, it starts auto-digesting, which means digesting itself and falling apart, leaving you with a big mess on your hands. Don't mess with the pancreas. So helping out feels good, but there's one problem here. As humans, if we don't take care of ourselves by eating healthy food and sleeping, we start falling apart, just like the pancreas. In early times, BCV, that is before coronavirus, just a few short months ago, the medical profession already had an auto-digestion epidemic on its hands. Doctors and other healthcare providers were falling like flies to another plague called burnout. You see, taking care of myself was never part of my medical school curriculum. It was fine for others, and we learned to preach to our patients to eat healthy food, get plenty of sleep, and make sure they exercised. But the behavior that was modeled on the wards? That was toughness and sacrifice. In the hospital, we would show empathy for our patients, but we didn't show concern for ourselves or even our own emotions. Instead, we would armor up, which is a heroic-sounding term for stuffing our emotions deep down so we didn't have to deal with them and we could get on with the business of helping our patients. So of course, after years of eating a steady diet of martyrdom, doctors start to burn out. 
The burnout estimates that I've seen recently range from 50 to 80%. Even the low end here is staggering. As a psychiatrist, I've treated my fair share of burnt out physicians, and I've seen many turn to alcohol and other drugs to cope with getting stuck in habitual thinking patterns of self-judgment, anxiety, and worry. As a translational neuroscientist, my lab has been studying anxiety as a habit loop. So a couple of years ago, we got a grant from the UMass Memorial Hospital System to see if our unwinding anxiety app could help doctors reduce anxiety. As part of the study, we threw in a couple of burnout questions to see if anxiety and burnout were related. Our results were just published this week, so I can tell you what we found. I'll paste a link to the article below, but here's the summary. We measured anxiety using the Generalized Anxiety Disorder 7 scale, a clinically validated tool to track anxiety. We also measured cynicism and emotional exhaustion using the Maslach Burnout Inventory. At baseline, we found that anxiety and both aspects of burnout were highly correlated. Then we had physicians use the Unwinding Anxiety app, which teaches people how to identify and work with anxiety habit loops using mindfulness tools. We used app-based mindfulness training because previous research had found that doctors reported that committing to in-person training that takes several hours a week was a barrier to entry. And the app could deliver mindfulness training in short modules of about 10 minutes a day. Remember, we're not supposed to take time to help ourselves when we could be out there saving lives or helping our families. After three months of using the app, physicians reported a drop of 57% in anxiety and a 50% reduction in cynicism. Interestingly, there was also a significant reduction in emotional exhaustion, but it was only 20%. This makes sense because helping doctors learn how their minds work and to work with them directly applies to anxiety and cynicism because these are based inside of us. Exhaustion is indicative of more systematic issues in medicine, which I won't go into here, but I do want to highlight how these really need to be addressed on a systems level. Hospitals and clinics are run by business people who must realize that they need to keep their docs healthy for everybody's benefit, including their bottom line. But back to the study. My lab was thrilled to see such large shifts in anxiety and burnout, but I should point out that this was a pilot study that didn't have a control group. Fortunately, we just finished an NIH-funded randomized controlled trial of people with generalized anxiety disorder. We found a 63% reduction in anxiety in the group that got unwinding anxiety, whereas the control group, which received standard care from their doctor, showed a 15% reduction. Now, this isn't trivial, but it's not 63%. That study is still under review, and we hope that it will be published soon. So what's the take-home for you today? If you're a healthcare provider or a provider in general, whether you're taking care of parents, children, community members, and the like, please, please, please check in with yourself to see if you're becoming a modern-day martyr. Are you in the habit of sacrificing yourself for others? Are you feeling exhausted yet trying to armor up and push on? Can you take a moment to remember what it feels like the last time you got a good night's sleep and ate something healthier than donuts? What does that feel like? We're in the midst of a global pandemic, so this may not be fully possible, but even 10 minutes of self-care a day can make a huge difference. First, remind yourself that you can't help anyone if you're sick or burnt out yourself. Second, make sure you at least get some healthy food. 
Third, take mini mindfulness breaks to reconnect with your mind and body and build awareness of what you need to keep yourself from burning out. We've put out a free app called Breathe by Dr. Judd that gives short guided meditations and 30 second mindfulness practices that you can do throughout the day. And remember, keeping yourself healthy both mentally and physically is the best way you can help others. I'll end with a page from the book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Tears fall for a reason, and they are your strength, not weakness, said the horse. So today, see if you're holding back tears. If they're born of exhaustion, let them guide you toward taking care of yourself. If they're born of self-judgment or feeling of inadequacy, listen to the horse and let them flow as a form of self-care. Onward, together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes, and please share this with friends or loved ones who might find the content helpful. To learn more about mindfulness and habit change, visit drjud.com. See you next time.